0: Welcome to the Trinity Western University Chapel podcast. It is our prayer that these chapel talks would bless your heart, and they would draw you closer to our Lord. We offer them to the glory of God and for the good of the world. Good morning. I'm happy to be here to participate in this worship with all of you. Um, I, You may know that I'm an alum of Trinity and chapel was always uh, a great part of being uh, here at Trinity for me as a student. Uh, As we spend uh, a month of contemplation of Black History Month uh, in Canada, I think it's good for us to reflect on the issue of the Black History Month in light of our faith, in light of what God says in scriptures about it. Uh, I've been given a few minutes to talk about this and um, I'd like to spend some time talking about a couple of particular issues uh, as it relates to being black that in Canada that have been important to me in my walk and these issues are minority and identity. These two thoughts are what I want to dwell on today. So learning to be a minority Uh, identifying my identity, learning my identity, and the walk that I had uh, in that. So I came to Canada in 1979. Things were very, very different then. Uh, I came to study from Ethiopia uh, at Trinity Western University. Uh, Trinity Western was very different. I was very different. Um, I think I was a few stones lighter. Um, My hair was probably darker but my hair was much bigger, I had a huge afro, and uh, my pants were a bit wider at the bottom, so I was sporting a, a bell bottom, and so that was kind of the way we were. And uh, after graduating from Trinity, uh, I went on to study more and do other things, but Trinity was so much smaller then. Uh, it is probably about 10 times bigger than it, is, it was then. It was about 500 students that we had, then Trinity today, I think uh, unique students served as about 6,000. There were five black students at Trinity. And four of us were close friends. We were all first year students. There was one staff member who actually worked at the gym here uh, that was a black person. And so today, we didn't have anybody on staff, anybody else on staff or on faculty. But Trinity did give me a foundation uh, for me to go on. Uh, The foundation came not so easily, the walk was not so smooth for me. Uh, The issues of identity and minority actually played havoc with me as I walked through that, but because of the foundation I I got at Trinity I was able to um, spend my life several decades helping uh, people in 30 countries through different organization, uh, millions of people, Uh, get out of poverty. I was able to to teach and mentor hundreds of uh, students either through academic or professional setting or through leadership training and I continue to work as a volunteer as a board member with many organizations because of the foundation that I received so God was pleased to do this in my life but what were my first impressions? Why do I talk about minority? So when I first came here I was so busy trying to adjust to learn. There was the novelty of coming to a place which was so different. I came from a communist country, which was at that time restrictive with the news, and I could not believe that I could get news freely. Freedom of the press really fascinated me, even as a 17-year-old. And so I was so busy, I did not think about being in the minority. So I should have, you think intellectually, I would have thought that I am coming to a different place. I will be in a minority. Well, it was there in the cognitive sense, but it had not sunk in emotionally. So it was really, really difficult for me when I all of a sudden one morning I got up and I realized that what I knew to be my language is not the language of the majority anymore. What I knew to be my culture is not the culture of the majority anymore. I am in the minority and the feeling is very, very strange. Sometimes we interpret it as being homesickness because what we seek is to reestablish that majority It only in our minds, it can only come back if we are in that setting that we grew up in, that we understand, that is our our own. So we tried to do a number of different things. My four friends all from Africa, first-year students and I Try to seek out other associations. In fact, we joined an African Students Association of the Lower Mainland where it was centered out of UBC, uh, SFU, and UBC, SFU, BCIT students and Trinity students were part of it. We're trying to, to belong. We're trying to be part of the majority. The other issue was identity. So the idea of identity is quite interesting. It's, there's an overwhelming quest for understanding who I am. Once you understand that you are in the minority you start asking that question who am I? So in in my second year especially that thought really gripped me and I I spiraled into depression trying to figure out what is my identity. Those were very very difficult years. I was obsessed with that notion. It's a critical point for many of you I know for young people to understand your identity, especially if you're placed in a place of minority. In some ways we identify as something we have constructed in our own minds. Impressions from memory, articulation, enunciation, all of those things. I'm not exactly sure Uh, what it is but it seems to me to be framed in our culture and in our history and most importantly and that was for me the deceiving fact is my own impression of or imagination of reality. So you start thinking of these old theories of otherness uh, being the other. Uh, You want to find people like you as I said trying to identify with those. But I think about it now, I did not know it then, sorry, I did not know it then, but God was working in me, trying to show me things. As I think about it now, I know that I went through a transformation of thought. My mindset started, began to change. And I started to see myself as a multifaceted, as as being made up of multifaceted segments, attributes. I'm a student, I'm an Ethiopian, I'm African, I'm a black man, I'm a Canadian, I'm a Christian, I'm a professional, and much later, a father, a husband, a community member, a leader, a follower. There came the realization at one point in my life that, my identity was not based on a singular attribute. And that my ethnic heritage, my blackness, my Africanness was only one of those many, many attributes. So my identity was composed of all of these attributes. And then I started thinking more about sameness rather than differences. I started realizing in the equation, sameness was actually greater than differences. It was an interesting realization. I now know that it was God that was working in my heart to make me realize that. At that time, I did not. I thought it was an intellectual exercise on my my part. But God allowed me to see that. And the pride was founded in the knowledge that the heritage that God gave me was a gift from Him. So I was not proud in a haughty way, but understanding this was a beautiful creation. So my identity, hence, was secure and the crucible of God's purposeful creation. So the lessons learned, I've got only a couple of minutes here, is what the scripture says. Indeed, in Genesis 1.27, God says, or the scripture says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So this is the foundational principle of our identity. And then later on, we can read in Jeremiah 1.15, before I formed you in the womb, he says, I knew you. In Ephesians, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ. And the psalmist, the beautiful passage, 139.14 says, For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, God made us with all these attributes, beautiful attributes. God, the master artist, put these attributes together. This mosaic of amazing gifts to create us who are wonderfully and beautifully made. So when you talk about identity, it doesn't even mean just your color or your ethnicity. There are a lot of things that we get caught up in. It could be the way we think. It could be the way we are physically. It could be our wealth, our skill level, our our education, our profession, our intellect. There are many things that could lead us into identity crisis so this is a lesson that is much broader than that. The second one is minority. When you think about minority there's so many great examples in the Bible of courage under minority. Joshua and Caleb when they brought back the report they were in the minority about Canaan when David stood in front of Goliath. He was not only a minor, but he was in the minority in believing that he could win the battle. And then we come to my favorite passage in the Bible, Nehemiah, when all of the people that he had put together were so scared because they felt they were in the minority because they were going to be attacked by their enemies, because the people that were with them were looking at the enemies instead of the job of building the wall that God had assigned them. He gathered them and he said, After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. What he's saying is, remember the Lord, who is great and awesome. You have courage as a minority, not because of your own skills, your own knowledge, your own abilities, but because of God, who is great and awesome. So that is what God gave me, to live as a minority with courage and joy. So we identify in him for every one of us who struggle with the issue of identity. It is God that gives us our identity. It is in him that we have our identity. It is because of him that we, as a minority, live with courage, with strength, and without fear. For me, being African, being black, are gifts from God that I would not change for anything. My identity is in God, who has fearfully and wonderfully created me in his own image and given me the courage to live as a minority. I long for you, my brothers and sisters, to experience the same, that you may be equipped in the preparation for the work of the good of the world and the glory of God. May God bless his word.